0: Well, that's a tough one to swallow. Truly was the tale of two halves. It was two different football games. Looked like two different football teams Saturday nights and a loss at Tuscaloosa. It's your postcast since he falls to Alabama on the third Saturday in October. Let's talk about it. You are locked on balls. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee volunteers. Part of the locked on podcast network. Your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into it. This is your Locked On Balls postcast edition. I am Eric Kane. Um, just, you know, real quick out there. The purpose of this is just to get some of my, you know, unfiltered thoughts out there. Uh, this is not a regular podcast form, not three segments, really just going to go about 10, 12 minutes or so. Don't have the background up here. If you're watching on YouTube, don't have all my bells and whistles uh, in real time. It is um, 309 in the morning. Just got home. Um, I got a full day in front of me back on the road tomorrow. So I, I just wanted to get something out there, um, before we have to wait on a, on a Monday lockdown balls. And trust me, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to uncover every single rock, uh, from this football game as well. Uh, but bottom line, you know, Tennessee 24 to, or 34 to 20, uh, final score. And, um, I mean, it sucks. It sucks in that regard because let me see if I can pull up these stats right here. I mean, I'll, you know, leaving Tuscaloosa, didn't even get a chance to get a box score, so I'll have to print that one out tomorrow. Uh, but this one's unfortunate because, like I said in the cold open, I mean, it truly was, you know, the tale of two halves. And that's kind of what I labeled my little graphic when I did that YouTube short on the field after the game, and somebody said, um, I think that's a horrible caption. I mean, what are you talking about? Uh, Tennessee was a team that was in control, and and not only was it a team that was in control, in my opinion, it was a team that was dominant for for a lot of the parts of the first half. I mean, I think Tennessee walked some ass in the first half to be completely honest with you. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. We'll get into those shortcomings, but offensively, defensively did some things on special teams. Not only again, controlled the football game, but I thought Tennessee dominated the football game in a lot of areas, but Hey, it's why you go out and play the four. It's why you go out and play four quarters. Uh, nobody thought that the game was over with at halftime. I don't think, um, uh, you know, I know Elijah Herring said something in I think that's more or less just a young player that's never really talked in front of the media um, and not understanding that, you know, kind of what he said, kind of a roll-off-the-tongue comment. Um, you know, people will take it to, to heart. He, he did say that, he, they, you know, something along the lines of, I don't have the quote in front of me, but something along the lines of, the question was what, kind of what was different first half, the second half, and he said, you know, we just kind of took our foot off the gas, thought you already had the game won. And maybe he truly did mean that. I, I hope not. I hope that's not the case. But... um I don't think anybody i don't think any media covering it i don't think fans i don't think you i don't think i i don't think anybody thought that the game was over at halftime but you thought tennessee was in really really good control and um had a great opportunity to hold out for 30 more minutes and win this football game and and then it just snowballed man um after winning the first part of the middle eight okay and you know one of the four one of the one of the two four downs that josh Eibel went for that was inexcusable in my opinion Joe Milton gets stuffed on fourth and one running right, all right? Um, you, you, you turn the football over, just a couple, a couple minutes left in the half, and you give Alabama a short field. And Alabama goes, marches down, you know, probably about 20 yards or whatever. And then on a second and seven, just outside the red zone, you take a shot at the end zone, and it's a ball that's really played well by Nico Slaughter, cornerback, He was the cover corner. Played it really, really well, kind of batted that ball back in. Jalen McCullough caught it into the end zone and had a little touchback. I mean, that was a great play. Great play. And so Tennessee not only had the had the back of its offense, but it not only bent its back, you know, in the red zone if you will, but it gave the football back to the offense for another opportunity to go and see what you can do. Go and see what you can do um you know right before the half and Tennessee marched, I want to say 80 yards on 10 plays, took about 3 minutes, a little less than 3 minutes off the clock. And did just that. Went went and scored, and it was a beautiful ball from Milton to Castles for the touchdown. Showed showed some touch on that football. Beautiful ball, and um, man, that was that was a really really good ball. And it was it was on third and uh, third and goal, goal to go from the seven. Anyway, Tennessee won the first half of the middle late, if you will, the first four, and did a great job. Goes into halftime, you know, with with all the momentum in the world, twenty to seventeen or twenty to seven, excuse me. And then you come out and the defense gives up um, a, a touchdown on, on two plays, inexcusable. And then when Alabama kicks it to Tennessee, you have that very confusing play where what's well, it a fair catch, where well, it's a, well, not a fair catch, who called the fair catch, what's going on. I, You know, at the time of this recording, again, it's the middle of the night. I'll have to go back and watch the tape. I'll have to ask some more questions. Josh Heupel didn't really seem uh, Josh highwell it felt like in his postgame comments that he knew exactly what it was and um he was okay with it to be honest but I'm still very confused about it you know what happened on that um you know that that fair catch non-fair catch whatever what well, regardless of what it was it went from Tennessee getting the ball at the 23 to, the, to get getting the ball at the four I mean that closes your playbook guys and I mean that was that was awful so it just went from there and from there and then Tennessee you know gave up a touchdown and and then obviously Alabama came back and took took a touchdown lead. Um, after Tennessee failed to uh, pick up another fourth down that led to some points. Yeah, you know, that one led to seven, and um, you know that was another another fourth down that was deep in your own territory, and it's kind of inexcusable. Should have punted that ball away. That one led to seven. That was the go ahead touchdown. And then later on, Joe Milton gets hit from the blind side and and fumbles, and it was a scoop and score twenty four yards out, and that brought you to the score thirty four to twenty, where we get where we kind of parted ways and i don't need to go back and watch that individual play. I want to see if Joe Milton could do anything better But for in real time. It felt like that internal clock was tick, 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 get rid of the football. That's kind of how I felt watching that football play. Um, I don't know if he saw him or not. I'll have to go back and watch the tape, but um, that, that's kind of where you were. And it, it's unfortunate because, man, like I said, how I started off this podcast, this postcast, man, Tennessee was in control. Tennessee did a lot of good things. Um, and it's a shame because <laughs> you had a quarterback – that threw for 176 yards in the first half two touchdowns completed well over 70 of his passes you compare that stat line in the first half to what he did all last year, last week against AM. that's something to celebrate and and then the second half sure he wasn't his greatest but the entire offense wasn't its greatest i mean joe milton got sacked three times in the second half um tennessee still couldn't run the football at all all game long outside of joe milton in the run game i thought he was really, really effective in the run game, but Tennessee couldn't get the run game going with Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, or Dylan Sampson whatsoever. Um, you know, Tennessee lost some one-on-one matchups, had some drops in the second half, started behind the sticks a little bit. The game was already in in, in hand, if you will. You know, Tennessee had already lost the game, um, and I think that's when they started struggling with the environment. But overall, in the football game, I think Tennessee handled the environment very well. I'll say this: it was not that loud. I mean, it was loud. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, it was loud, but. Florida earlier this year was louder. Athens was deafening compared to what Alabama was, uh, you know, earlier today. Um, there's been other venues that have been louder than that, but I think Tennessee handled the environment very well. I just think Tennessee <laughs> did not make adjustments coming out of the break. I think Tennessee obviously took its, you know, foot off the pedal. Um, I think Tennessee made self-inflicting mistakes, and I think Josh Heupel, um, is, you know, the one was in the first half, but the other was in the second half. You're going for fourth down on your own territory. Like, what are you doing? What a mistake! What a horrible mistake! Um, that's bad. And also, the officials were horrible in this football game. Not the reason why Tennessee lost the game. And I know Tennessee fans just want blood out there. I get it. You know, it's it's you want to you want to just yell and be heard and all that. And that's fair. Your team, you know, blew a game. Uh, your team should have won. I understand that. You know, fan is short for fanatic. So there's frustrated people out there. Um, officiating was not good. I thought officiating was horrible. There were holds all night long. I mean, you see screenshots on social media. You can pick and choose, um, you know, some, some of those holding penalties all game long. Some of those tic tacs, like holding and and pass interference. If you really look at it, you can call that penalty pretty much every play. But you know, when you're choking arm around the neck of a defensive lineman coming off the edge, you know that's holding, and, and, and that was not called whatsoever. I think Squirrel White got mauled in the end zone at one point in time. Um, there was a defensive hold uh, that, that kept Tennessee on the field. Well, when it was supposed to, when it was supposed to get off the field on the third down, I'll have to go back and look at that. That was a huge penalty at that point in the game when Alabama was just keep eating clock, eating clock. So, um, Alabama was penalized eight times, or excuse me, Tennessee was penalized eight times. Alabama was penalized one time, the least penalized game for Alabama since it was penalized no times uh, for uh, you know since back in in 2018. So So. Um, it was not a good, uh, not a good day for the officials. no offense butts about it. But you know, Tennessee lost this game. Tennessee lost this game because it got his butt wolf in the second half. Tennessee led twenty to seven at half um and um was outscored twenty eight to nothing in the second half. That's inexcusable, inexcusable. and more so than anything. and I and I'll write about this, you know, when it go when it goes out of VaultQuest dot com later today on a Sunday. But you settle for two Charles Campbell field goals in the first half, and though you were going up ten nothing, and then thirteen nothing, and you're feeling good about yourself, I, you know, I kept sitting there thinking like, man, those should have been sevens, should have been sevens. Don't need to trade threes for sevens against a good team in Alabama, and Jalen Milrow who's filling himself, and Jermaine Burton who's catching everything here lately, and you know, when when you look at it, that's I that came back to buy Tennessee, came back to buy Tennessee. Tennessee's not been a good red zone football team. Um I have the stat don't have it in front of me but yet again Tennessee was horrible in the red zone scoring 3 of 4 chances only one touchdown two field goals. Uh, the other was a turnover on downs later with like 2 minutes left in the game and you know Tennessee was trying to score and it didn't. So um Tennessee also was really bad on third downs and over over 3 on fourth downs. Tennessee overall I believe was 8 of 21 or 8 of 22 on third and fourth down opportunities. Tennessee is one of the worst fourth down conversion teams in America. Um, went into the game 3 of 10, was over for 3, so now 3 of 13 on the season. That was 120th in the nation going into the weekend, and you're 0 for 5 on fourth downs in the last uh, two weekends. Um, uh, again, we'll, we'll get into the stats. We'll continue to break it down. We'll continue to talk about it. We'll go look at Joe Milton, who I thought played a, a really solid game. Thought he came out and ran well. Thought he came out and started the football game well. Um, are there throws he wish he could have back, absolutely, especially in the second half. Um, the scoop and score, you know, that's a turnover. Again, we're talking about turnovers. It's another turnover for Joe Milton and SEC play. Uh, but he he did a lot of positives tonight that that I think that if you're a Tennessee fan, you should feel, you should feel good about moving forward. And sure, there's Tennessee fans that say, well, season's over, play Nico, play Nico. I mean, and I hear you. I mean, Tennessee's not going to Atlanta this year, but um. I mean, they're not eliminated yet, but in my opinion, Tennessee's not going to Atlanta this year. But uh, Joe Milton did some things. Joe Milton did some things in this football game that you should feel good about, honestly. Uh, We'll continue to break it down on Monday. We'll look at every single part of this football game. We'll hear scoring plays courtesy of the Ball Radio Network. We'll do Caner stats and grades. Uh, Some more notes that I found from my rewatch. We'll see what Pro Football Focus has to say all that and more uh, on a Monday lockdown ball. It's disappointing. It is disappointing. No ifs ands buts about it. Tennessee should have won this game. Tennessee was in control, and I picked Tennessee to win this game, and I was sitting there feeling pretty in the first half because Tennessee was dominating that football game. But you got to play four quarters, and unfortunately, Tennessee did not play four quarters. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say at underscore Caner at Locked On Balls. Um, we'll see you on Monday, guys. We'll continue to recap at Tennessee Falls 34 to 20. This is your postcast, Locked On Balls.